the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. And now here's your host, Steve Teal. All right, what's up, y'all? Steve Teal, Very Bold Radio and Podcast. I'm so excited. Man, this is a big day. We've got – I have to start – this is terrible. I'm not going to start the way you know it's going to roll out of my mouth. I'm just say author Melanie Shankle. How are you today? I'm good. How are you, Steve? I'm so excited because now I'm going to say it. Y'all, she's New York Times bestselling author. You don't get to say that every day. I'm pretty excited. No. You, don't, you don't seem very excited no, about that. it is. I am excited. I think that what I've realized is, yeah. is after it happened, you think it's going to be like so life-changing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, I still have to go to the grocery store. You know what I mean? <laughs> like people still want to know what's for dinner. So um, so it is exciting. But I always say like you don't even get a jacket. You know? You it should like, get a jacket. Right? Like when you win the Masters, you get the green jacket. Yes. And I'm like, where's my jacket? We're like, going to get you a jacket. Thank you. I would appreciate it. I just – I need something. A medal. Something. There's nothing. We, we need a jacket. That is so good. But you probably need to pick out that jacket because otherwise, like if Perry and I get together no, or something, that's probably, no. that's probably a bad idea. You can go to anthropology. Yeah, thank you. Yes. We'll give you permission. Uh-huh. You find a thank jacket. You. But we have to get like a patch or something. Exactly. Some embroidery something. Yeah. yeah that maybe. says New York Times bestselling yeah, author. I would appreciate that. that would, <laughs> appreciate I would be excited that. about that. <laughs> All right. I'm going to drop some names in just a minute. Which camera do you want me on right now, Mark? Up there? Okay. I'm going to drop some names of people that we have in common. But before we do that, uh, that'll keep them on, you know, watching the show for another 30 seconds. So that's great. No, you're going to watch because Melanie Shankle, um, a few of her books on the bright side, stories about friendship, love and being true to yourself. Awesome book halfway through. Love it. Um, I I laughed a lot, but there was times where I. I kind of teared up. Yeah. Yeah. Again, don't tell Perry. I haven't met Perry and I'm handing in my man card and (laughs) and everything. Um, But yeah, just some of those moments for some reason, whether it's you talking about your daughter, Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, it just really touched my heart. So amazing, amazing writer, truly hilarious, but insightful and poignant. Haven't used that word ever. So, um, really great. So this is just one of them. I want to show you and maybe, maybe you get on this shot for this, the antelope in the living room, um, got to just accidentally read a few pages today at Las Palapas, uh, funny, good stuff. It's all about the small things. Um, why the ordinary moments matter. New York times, bestselling author. It's right there. Okay. I have a question I meant to ask you off air about this book in a second, but so watch out. Yeah. Um, Piper and Mabel, this is her children's book, two very wild, but very good dogs. Um, just fun, fun stuff. So we'll talk about some of that. Okay. This is not fair. I meant to ask you off air so we can bury it. Um, I found the foreword to be very concise. Yes. 
I found it to be the most concise yes. forward by New York Times bestselling author yes. Jen Hatmaker that uh-huh. I've ever read. Yeah. Very concise. It's kind of amazing, isn't I it? I felt a little short on the mm-hmm. praise I was expecting. Yeah. I, okay. So it says on the cover, mm-hmm. forward yeah. by New York Times but bestselling it's, but author. it's not there. There is. It's not there. No. I'm going to tell you that there's something called the horror that you experience the week before your book's about to come out, oh and your publisher gosh. sends you your advanced copies, and you open it to see, and you realize that they've printed the whole first run and left the forward out. There was no forward. Wow, right. So um, right. So to have to call Jen Hatmaker and oh say, my gosh. hey, thanks for writing that. By the way, it's not in. It's cut. It's on, it, the, it's no on the floor. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, that was a complete oversight by my publisher. Yeah. They left it out. I think now some newer copies okay. have it um, when they did the second print. Okay. But it's not in there. So you can find it on my blog. I did post it so that people could read it. Um, what did you she know, say? Way back when. <laughs> what what did she say when you told her? Well, I'm good sure news she's is, had problems with well, publishing too. Well, that's it. Too, as you right? know, like yeah. it's it's it was a whole thing, and she was like, "Of course, it was a whole thing." It was you know, and she was like, "Of course, it was left out." All so right. I was scared to ask that question because I thought maybe you read the forward and you're like, "Absolutely not." No, and it they was did, very they lovely. The memo. I'm sure yeah, it was. It was very I, lovely. I'm sure but it was. It was not included in the book. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Crazy. So yeah. I'm sorry. I start with something stressful. No, that's okay. Like, welcome into my <laughs> office. Let's talk about something. Completely Completely stressful yeah. instead of you mm-hmm. and your jacket that you're going to get That's right. from anthropology. Yeah. yeah. Happy so, times. Yeah. Happy times. <laughs> All right. Some of the people we have in common mm-hmm. that I know for sure, uh, my pastor and his wife, for four years I've known them. Yes. And every once in a while it just comes up, and this is how it comes up. This is Jason and Natalie Powers yes, that I'm talking love about. Them. Yeah. yeah. And they will say, you you don't know Melanie Shankle yet? <laughs> sure, surely you do. You've interviewed her, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I have not. I would love to, but I have not. Mm-hmm. And then um, – so still did not meet you. And then how did Patty Ritterman like bring it up? She just started apparently reading all your books. Yes. Patty – Yeah, uh, what's the scoop? Patty came – so Patty's husband is the football coach at Alamo Heights, which is where he, my daughter went to high school. Okay. Um, all right. And my husband was on the school board at the time that uh, Ron was hired. Oh, and I didn't know that yeah. part of the story. And so okay. – um, and so Perry said then, he was like, I think you would really like Patty Ritterman. But my daughter was an athlete and it was a whole thing. So it felt like you don't want to be like, thing. well, you don't feel like I want to be your friend because, she, yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> so I was like, eh. but then after Caroline graduated, um, Patty messaged me on Facebook and she said, I started reading your book and I realized that you lived here. And Ron says he's met you several times. And why am I late to the party? Why and, am I late to the you know, party? I and you it. know how Patty is. I like do. She's, she's become like my ambassador of, I don't even know how many people she's told to read my books. Like I apologize if Patty Ritterman has forced a book into your hand, but that's, she's so fun and funny. And um, we just became really good friends just after she reached out to me. So that's that's really yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I've yeah, Patty. <laughs> she is a force of nature. She so is. It is great to have her on your team. Have yeah. her in your corner. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that is that is too fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, talk to me some about the bright side. Like this just seems so timely mm-hmm. because we're a very happy nation, just very happy oh, people, a lot of love yes. and a lot of kindness. No anger <laughs> no at all. No anger. No anger. So tell me how this book came about. You know, it's funny because that book actually came out. I'm going to tell you that in addition to the foreword being left out, 
Oh, um, no. To, oh, have there's a, more. to have a book called On the Bright Side that literally came out the week before the world shut down oh, in 2020. So it was like, hey, look on the bright side. And now we're in a pandemic, you know? So um, it was just, wow. yeah, it was crazy. And that was one of those where you're like, God, I trust your timing in this. This is yeah. what it's going to be. And it's funny because this is going to tell you my personality. Like I'm an optimist. I'm always glass half full. I truly believe in the bright side. That's yeah. just who I am. And so I was at a speaking event in New Hampshire in December of 2019. Okay. Afterwards, this woman came up to me and she said, can I pray for you? Mm. And I said, sure. And this was, I knew this book was about to come out. My publisher had sent this media crew to come film my talk because it was going to be this whole big thing. Wow. And this book really felt like it was going to be something. And I believe so much in the message because when I wrote yeah. it, it was so much about all the divisiveness we were already seeing before COVID, you know, so I didn't even right. know what was about to come. Right. And this lady came up and prayed for me. And what she said was, she said, God, I feel like God is wanting me to tell you that your life is going to look very different this time next year, um, but it's going to be okay, and that he's in control. So in my mind, I thought, this book is going to catapult me. I'm probably, sure. what she means is I'm going to be on the Today Show and probably have like my own talk show by this time next yeah. year. Like in my yeah. mind, that's where I was going. I did not think, no, what it means is you're going to just be living inside your house <laughs> and <laughs> wearing a mask everywhere you go. Right. And it was so weird. So it's so funny to look and go, oh, this was very different than what I thought um, it was going yeah. to be. But I wrote the book starting like in 2016 and it was yeah. after the presidential elections that year and it just <clears> felt <throat> like at that point everybody was so angry and so right. divided and I was just like man we've lost sight of all the things that we have in common you know and right. it's, and I think that's the pull of I love social media but it's also it makes us seem so much more divided than we are yeah um and it's like if we could just sit down and talk to each other you might see we love our families we both want the same thing right. we love our kids we may not agree on all the ways to get there but we're we're both human and we had lost our humanness so my point and on the bright side was all the things that we have to yeah. show us the bright side <clears throat> because I do believe um, you know, with God, there's always a bright side, no matter right. what we're going through. So. so, all right, big question since this came out. And mm -hmm. that I, I've talked to other artists that their album dropped yeah. and everything. Um, so what was your bright side? I mean, that that's not fair. Like, that's yeah. the book you write. And then your mm -hmm. book comes out right as this madness is mm -hmm. happening. And there it is on the, the, the book, the yeah. cover, on the bright side. Mm -hmm. How did you kind of think, find the bright side yeah. of this pandemic and everything while also releasing this book that yeah. had the has the opportunity to bless a lot of people. I know. Well, I'll <clears> get <throat> back to you. Um, no, I, I'll let you know when I find out. Yeah. No, it really was. I think, you know, at first it just felt like such a bummer because when you're having a book launch and yeah. you've got speaking things and you're doing stuff and you have everything planned and it all got canceled. And so it literally became... Uh, you know, a word of mouth, yeah. the way books used to be sold in ye olden days, you know, yeah. when people, yeah. a friend just told a friend. Right. Um, but one of the things that I did, and you can still go on my Instagram and find it, I started doing grown up story time. Oh. And I would just read fun. an excerpt from the book um, every nice. couple of days um, just to have. And I think that so many people ended up buying the book that may 
not have bought it if the world had been going on. But when you're stuck at home, you know, right, we were all doing puzzles and latch hook rugs. We were desperate, you know. Right, right. So I do think that it got the right audience. And I think that in that time when we were all going through so much, um, I've heard from so many women that are like, this helped me Mm. find the bright side, you know. And I think there were bright sides. I mean, we did, as much as we were stuck at home, we were with our families for better or for worse. And, you know, we kind of dialed in. And I think coming out of it, it really has. I know for me, it's helped yeah. me prioritize like what are the things I keep and what are the things that can stay on. You know, mm. because we live life at such a pace, and we, oh, yeah. you know, we'd <clears throat> never had an opportunity to say, um, what can I cut from this that really doesn't matter? Right. You know. All right. Big question because I remember people in that time, mm-hmm. like like it was so long ago. I yeah. remember <laughs> way back, <laughs> way back. I remember people coming kind of out of it and mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, we're not going to do all the craziness and all the madness and all the schedule that we did. And then it kind of seems like, but are you? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So were you able in your life to Mm -hmm. really like a few things say, I don't do that anymore? A little bit. Like, a little I mean, bit, I, th- yeah. I think for me, and it's it's weird because I feel like coming out of it. So my daughter graduated from high school. Uh, yeah, I want to um, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, in twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah. So she, you know, so you to have a senior during a COVID year was really hard. A, a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot I of mean, fun. just to see them miss out on all these things that they've been so excited about, and then it's like, sorry, this isn't happening. Um, but I do think that there. So that slowed things down. But there were things like. I think for me, traveling and speaking, I had already said her whole senior year, I really wasn't going to travel and speak as much. And so it worked out because guess what? I didn't. Um, Because that woman prayed. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. But I think coming out of it, even I'm so much pickier about when I choose to be gone and what opportunities I choose. Because I think there was this thing of like, you've got to go, go, go. go. You've got to do it. Every single opportunity. And it was like, no, I don't have to do all this. Like, it's fine. That's the beauty of Instagram. I can get on an Instagram story and talk to more people. Yeah. Then if I get on six different planes and travel all over and yeah. you know kill myself doing it, so yeah. Um, so I think that's a big thing for me is just I cut back on my schedule and just embrace the fact that you know what I am a homebody. I mean that's I like being home and I yeah. like my people and yeah. Um, I prefer to stay in that little bubble. So. Right. And we're so lucky that you made time to come on the show. Yeah, I don't get out much. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get out. No, I'm so glad you didn't say no to us. I really appreciate it. the the first page that I opened up to in this on the bright side was you talking about how you don't like doing interviews about your book. Yeah. So I was like, oh, <laughs> this, this may not go so well. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Just kidding. I love mm-hmm. it. All right. I want to hear about um, what life is like. Caroline, this, this all kind of started with um, the big mama blog. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, for people like me, I know your people know, but uh-huh. how, how did that first, that name come about? Cause it's great. Yeah. It's so when I started the blog, it was July of 2006. Okay. So Caroline was just about to turn three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, way back. Yeah. And so I really started it as a creative outlet. I was in pharmaceutical sales at the time. Wow. And so I just was like, I need something that feels like me. Yeah. Um, and I had always loved to write. So I was like, this is a great place to do it. And so I was sitting there. It was July 5th. And I'll never forget. And I was like, what do I call it? Well, we were in that stage wow. where I was trying to get her potty trained so that she could start preschool in the fall. You <laughs> yeah. know, the pressure. Pressure's on. <laughs> I mean, like you're under a timeline. Yeah. Um, and then we also, she still had her pacifier. And I'd been lying to the pediatrician about it. You know? Oh, yeah. 
for, you know, and I knew we were about to go back to her well check. And I thought, now she's old enough to say, like, I still have my passport. Where's my passport? Yeah. So I was like, we got to cut it. Oh, that's funny. So I was always telling her what a big girl she was. I was like, you're a big girl now. You're so big. And so she started calling me Big Mama um, because in her mind, big Mm. was this great thing to be. And so I named the blog Big Mama. I mean, I'm somebody who has stopped and not finished a million things, so it never occurred to me that I would actually now be known as Big Mama sometimes. Right. I might have rethought the name. I might have rethought you know, the name. I might have gone. But you didn't know. I, I didn't it was going to take off. Yeah, Explode. I thought this is just like a little uh, hobby thing that I'm going to do. Creative outlet. Yeah, my family's going to read it. That's the end, you know, whatever. And so, and back then, the wow. internet, you know, now we're so comfortable with all our stuff, but back right. then, I mean, mm. I called my husband P. Um, you didn't put any of your real information. Gotcha. So it was a big deal when my first book came out in 2012. They were like, no, you have to put your name on stuff. Like now you have to be. Wow. And I hadn't thought about that. No. You know, because it had been like this little secret thing. And, you know, now we'll pretty much like, here's my house. Here's my address. You know, <laughs> right. we, it's all out there. It is. Um, right. But back yeah. then you felt like there might be a band of robbers who were just, right. just stalking waiting. Facebook, waiting They're for you to leave Barnes town. Barnes and Noble. Yes. Okay. We, got, we yeah. know where this one lives. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. but that's how Big Mama came to be. And I wrote daily on that blog for probably 12 years. Oh my gosh. Daily. Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Every, wow. and it was really my outlet. You know, yeah. I mean, I would, especially those little years, like I would get Caroline to bed and that was my thing. I would sit there with my laptop and I would just write about the day. It yeah. really, I mean, my dad always said, it's like the Seinfeld of blogs. It was a blog about <laughs> nothing. I mean, it was, we went to Target today. We got popcorn. But you, you make know. it so entertaining that and was... so funny. I mean, hysterical. <laughs> you can't really help it. So you can write about nothing. Yeah, that's kind of, and that's, that's really, yeah, when you look back, you're like, it's really about nothing. But I'm so glad to have it now because, you oh, know, man. those years go so fast and they there's do. so many mundane day-to-day things yeah. that you wouldn't remember if you don't go back and have it documented. So so it's all documented. Oh, it's all there. I mean, her whole life from for better or for worse is documented from the time she was three yeah. up until I really started, write, I quit writing daily I think at some point when she was in high school, okay. um, just because all of a sudden I couldn't write about her anymore, yeah. you know, really, yeah, right. in a real vague term. And she's my only child. And right. so that's when I was like, oh, I should have had more kids. Because then I, I should could, have. You know, then I could have <laughs> said, like, kid, there's a kid in my house who's oh, da right. da da But right. I'm like, she's the only kid. So right. I was it's like, a giveaway. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, dang, I didn't I think that through. more kids. <laughs> I didn't, didn't think that through. That's funny. So. Okay. Um, so what was it like for Caroline? I know mm-hmm. we talked a little bit off air about yeah. Perry. What was it like or is like yeah. for Caroline that her some of her life is out there? You know, it's, it's, it doesn't bother her. You know, okay. it's, it's a right. really good – she and Perry have very similar personalities. Interesting. So they are just kind of – Do not, they team up on you? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, they make so much fun of me. It's it's a constant, and I'm just used to it now because, you know, I'm kind of that artsy. Um, my brain is a little scattered. I don't put stuff back where it belongs. I'm not good at coming up with a plan, and they are both so oh, like, wow. you know, this is how you do this, and this is the best way to do it, and this is – I always say that their mindset is if somebody doesn't like them, then they're like, well, something's wrong with that person. You know, like that's how right. they go through life, like right. because they're a delight. So <laughs> – no question. Right. right. Um, and then I think for me, my personality is like, well, they looked at me funny. Do we think they probably don't like me? You know? Right. So, right. Um, but they are so similar. So it really doesn't bother Caroline. Oh, my gosh. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And she really hasn't read 
much of it. You know, yeah. it's funny. She just hasn't. Yeah. Um, Would you like her as an author? Would you like her to read your stuff? Um, I think eventually she'll be really glad to have it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think right now it's just, you know, she's an 18-year-old. She's in her own world. She didn't care about what her mom wrote. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. And so – and I think it surprises her every now and then when somebody will come up to her and say, oh, your mom is – and she's like, oh, yeah. You know, like yeah. she's, she could not be less impressed by it. So, yeah, that's probably um, good. Yeah, which is great. Probably healthy. I mean, it's funny. We There was a funny dinner <laughs> conversation we had, and this has been years ago. I yeah. think I wrote about it on the bright side. But um, one night at dinner, she was telling us that a friend of hers at school had come home and found out that they had well, they were distantly related to the Wright brothers that, you know, invented yeah. the airplane yeah, yeah, and whatever. Right? And she's <clears> like, that's so cool. And she was like, are we related to anybody that's famous? And Perry like pointed his fork at me, and she goes, oh, "She goes, who's mom related to? That's fine. Stop it! Stop <laughs> it!" And I was like, "And that sums it up." Oh there my you gosh, have it. Yeah. that is great. Yeah, yeah. but I kind of love it because yeah. she doesn't. She oh, yeah. doesn't care, um, and it doesn't phase her. And that um, is amazing. I feel like that allows for y'all to have a really healthy relationship because yeah. even you know as a preacher or whatever when you use your kids as illustrations mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they can get real old real fast yeah. so it seems like that would be really healthy mm-hmm. that she's like oh wait who's famous yeah yeah <laughs> new york she, times best selling apparently we got to get this jacket yeah i mean that's it, the that's going to be the change if game i had changer. the jacket if i had the jacket she would know but I without really want the this jacket, jacket now yeah, i it, really do mm-hmm, it feels like but no she is just such a, um, she's just an easy kid and yeah. it's never bothered her. And now, you know, any, even now if I post, because I write on Instagram some and I'm like, are you cool with me sharing this? You know, I yeah. ask her yeah. because um, now it's her life, you know, right. and most of the time she's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So that sometimes, works out. sometimes not though. Yeah. Every, every, every now and then it's like, usually a picture, you know, where I'm like, can I post this? And she's like, no. no. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Fair I won't. Enough. Yeah. That's good. So. Um, I remember, and I'm sorry, I don't remember enough of it, but there was mm-hmm. something where I think just teenage, whatever, that she was angst or something. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't remember what she said to you, but mm-hmm. you said something about like you either wanted to tell her, well, when you were four years old, remember that time when you painted that? Yeah. Do you, rem- do you remember yeah. that? I, yeah. I just butchered that. It's yeah. so funny. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Like, I did. It was something about like, I can't remember. She yeah. told me something. Princess and I with was the like, crown. Yeah. And I was like, well, when you painted that, that didn't look like a princess with yeah. the crown. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm you telling know, you just now. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah. It's not as good as you thought it was. <laughs> right. I was trying to make you feel better about yourself. Right. So. It's great. <laughs> Everything about these books, they're just it's just hilarious. All right. So I want to ask you, what is? Uh, empty nest or whatever. What has that been like? And and to go Mm -hmm. for a COVID year and then Mm -hmm. not to have her soccer season, I'm sure not to have prom or whatever, all that craziness. That's her last year. Mm -hmm. Full nest. Yeah. And then empty nest. Empty nest. It was crazy. So she did get to, I will say she did get to have a soccer season. Oh, she did. So she got to finish out. Okay, good. um, Which that was great. And she had a great season. And so that was really fun. Okay, okay. Um, She played her last game. And I will tell you that I think I cried for a week after her last game was over. Like that, when you've watched your kid do something all their life. Yeah. um, And she knew she wasn't going to play in college. And um, that, I'm telling you, that laid us out. I mean, that last game, it was a playoff game and you knew like this could be it and they they lost it in the last three minutes and wow. I mean it's oh god um so you know those last are hard it's yeah. it's the all the emotion of watching everything end um that's been such a part of your life and I I feel like I spent all last summer 
kind of dreading it, but also knew she was so ready to leave, you know, I think yeah. because of COVID and just everything, okay. she was so ready to start a new life and she was going to A&M and that had been the, her dream school. And yeah. so to get to see her do that, I was excited for, but you know, you wonder, you're like, what is this going to look like? This is weird. Yeah. Um, it's really been good. Like it I has? have to say, yeah, it really, it, <laughs> I don't believe you. No, it really has been, it has been good. Like it's, it's, I'm going to say that here's a couple of things. The payoff okay. is, is that I feel like Perry and I were always very intentional about we continue to invest in our marriage. And if I can say anything, I think that's so important because it's so easy to lose that relationship in the midst of parenting. Oh, yeah. Um, And I'm seeing the payoff of like you've got to make it a priority because you're going to look up and it's going to be the two of you and you hope that you still have something in common, you know. Um, so it's been good from that standpoint. And really like even, it was funny cause everybody was talking about spring break and this, you know, it's spring break and Perry looked at me and he's like, our whole life is spring break. You know, it's a, yeah. I mean, a friend, an older friend had told me, she was like, after your kids leave home, she said, number one, you wonder what do we even fight about anymore? You know, and not that yeah. we fought all the time, but you know, there's parenting things where one of you agrees, you know, one sure. of you thinks this is the way to do it. Sure. And one of you thinks, and then that is gone. And you're like, well, we don't have that to argue about. That's funny. Um, and there's no, like, who's going to run carpool tonight? Who's going to yeah. whatever. So uh, this older friend had said to me years ago that she and her husband would say after they became empty nesters, like, what are you going to do today? And he'd be like, whatever I want, you know, it yeah. just in that yeah. same. Um, so I think if you take it for what it is now, I go visit her like every two weeks, you know, I mean, okay. I, okay. I, I, I go see her. That's the beauty of her being in college station. I mean, yeah. we'll run down and go have lunch with her. Um, but wow, it's so cool. fun just to hear her. I mean, and she's good about calling us and just, you know, I mean, just to hear her life is yeah. just like, you know, we went to go visit her in the fall and it was the weekend that A&M ended up beating Alabama. I just yeah. have to get that. Go ahead. Go I don't ahead know if you put know that this, but <clears throat> A&M beat Alabama this past Wait, fall. you're talking about way back with Johnny Menzel, I think. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, and so we, were, we all went to that game and we got to go to Yale wow. practice and we did the whole thing and we had these great seats and this whole, and my husband looked at me and he goes, this is her life. Like, this is what she does every day. Like, this is amazing, you That's know? That's yeah. And it's fun to see your kid. There's just something really rewarding about seeing them go off and start their own thing. Yeah. So it's been good. That's the long answer, but it's it's really actually That's been okay. That's great. I didn't feel like that was a long yeah. answer. Um, tell me, okay, not fair question, mm-hmm. so warning, but um, just tell me, if you can, yeah. just something you feel like God has been showing you lately. Mm-hmm. Teaching you lately, trying to teach you. Yeah. Not really for a question, because if you're just kind of doing okay right yeah. now, there may not be anything going on. No, I think <clears> there's <throat> always um, something. And, I, you know, I feel like right now I'm in the process of, in fact, I was talking to my literary agent the other day because I haven't, I'm not contracted to write another book right now. And okay. we were talking about, am, am I going to start on that? Okay. Um, yeah. We want to hear about that. Yeah. And so I think part of me is like, mm, I really don't want to, you know, yeah. like, it's just like anything. It's like going to work out. And that's what I told her. I said, it's a muscle that I haven't used since I turned in on the bright side. Yeah. Um, and so, but I think God is really, I feel it, you know, okay. it's like, and I think there's so many things that we don't, I'm trying to think how to say this concisely. I feel like with the book, after On the Bright Side, there's a little bit of that PTSD of like, I don't even know what this is going to do. Like, this is so hard, and you mm. pour your heart and soul in it, and writing yeah. is the hardest yeah. thing that I do. Okay. And I was like, <clears throat> I just don't know if I'm ready to do that again. 
But it, I feel like God is saying, but that's, that's what life with me is, is it's not mm. about you worrying about the outcome, and it's not you, about you worrying about how this is going to look. It's about you trusting me, and that I'm going to do with it what I'm supposed to do with it, mm. and, and to trust that, and that if that book is read by 10 people, right. those were the 10 people that that book was for, and, and we can't play to the masses, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think we live in a world where that is so true now because anything you do, you're going to have at least 50% of people who think you've done the wrong thing. Right. That's, That's true. They're yeah. not going to agree with you. That's yeah. just the way we are. We're so divided. And so it's just realizing, like, my life is about pleasing God and doing mm. what he's called me to do and walking faithfully in that and walk in my road and not looking at somebody else's thinking that their road looks better because everybody else's road looks better when we compare right. it to ours because right. we don't know all that goes into their road. So it's I think that's really been the whole thing. It's like I'm calling you to be faithful to me and to trust yeah. me with it and not worry about all the externals, um, which that's is big. hard because – you know, the externals can be the things yeah. that are screaming at you. Yeah. All right. I got my pinky up. Okay. I don't know, I don't oh, know how that works. Yeah. No, I love it. I don't know how that up. works. Yeah. It helps you. You got <laughs> right. something to circle back right. to. Yeah. And now I'm just remembering <laughs> the pinky up and I'm not remembering yeah. what I was going to ask you. You said that um, writing is the hardest thing you do. That's so hard for me to believe mm-hmm. reading, which is great. You make mm-hmm. it look easy. Please talk to me about that. Are you sure? Positive. <laughs> it Writing is... It's it's like a muscle. I'm, it, it really is. Okay. And I think part of the reason I was able to write these books is when you – the discipline that I used to have to sit down and write a blog post every single day yeah. um, and to figure out, like, how am I going to make that trip to Target funny – is that's a that's yeah. a thing, you know? Right. It's it's like working out, and like and it's funny because I'm just coming off of. So this is a real analogy to me, but yeah. I'm just coming off of a, like a month of being sick, oh, and gosh. so I, I finally this week was my first week to get back into my workouts, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna die. I can't <laughs> believe I used to be able to do all this without you know wanting right. to fall on the floor. But it's writing is the same way, and wow. you know, people ask me all the time. They're like, well, how do I become a writer? And I'm like, you write. Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah. It's got to be the daily discipline of yeah. doing it. Um, because you you get better at it. That's how you find your voice. That's the right. whole thing. And so it feels so intimidating to me right now because I haven't written a book. Mm. I mean, I turned in the manuscript for On the Bright Side probably in 2017. Gotcha. Um, wow. Yeah. Because it's yeah. a long right. – the right, publishing right, right. thing is – there's no Right. They got to get it perfect. They got to get it right. Oh, yeah. They have to put it in their sales <laughs> yeah. charts and when it's going to yeah. come out, and they have a whole thing. Yeah. And so um, it's – I th- the writing's the hardest thing I do because yeah. I have a podcast that I do with my friend Sophie. That's so easy. Yeah. That's just like getting on the phone and talking to a friend. Yeah. And so the book is, you know, I think it was Ernest Hemingway that said, essentially, you just sit over your typewriter and bleed. Mm. And that's it because you just yeah. pour out your heart and your yeah. soul. I'm never more socially awkward than when I'm in the middle of writing a book because you use all your words yeah. there. And yeah. so, and I'm kind of an introvert anyway, like I need that time to yeah. recharge. So then I get around my real life people and I'm like, I'm out. I have nothing yeah. for you. Like I've, I've used all my words for the day. Right. Um, and so I feel like I forget to talk to how to talk to people, you know? Wow. Yeah. It's wow. a, it's a weird, it's very draining. It's, yeah. it's very draining. And Perry knows now, like, I think he's excited for me to do it, and he's been so good about supporting every Great. aspect of it. Man. But I think there's also this dread of, oh, you're about to get so weird. You know, <laughs> you're like, about to get so weird. You're about to become so reclusive. 
And it is. It's like I just I kind of yeah. turn inside myself. Yeah. So it's it sounds like it's coming. Yeah. It's it's there. It's I mean it's there. I have it all in my head. You have it in your head. A lot of it. Yeah. I have it in my head. And my books. You know, they always say you're supposed to write an outline, and you're and I do. But then okay. listen, I'm off the rail. You start writing, and yep. you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You go where you go. Yep. yep. Yeah. That, yeah. That's encouraging. Yeah. And once I start to write, I very much write the way I would talk to my best friend. Like I just go. Um, So I don't think a lot about, so there's a lot of stream of consciousness. Like I'll just go from one thought into another thought. Mm. Um, So I'm not a good like plot stuff out. It's just wherever, wherever the words lead me. Guess what? It's working. (laughs) New York Times bestselling author. Wow. It's working. All right. I'm sorry. Can you give us, you got to give us some sort of exclusive into (laughs) what you might be talking about or a story that you know. Give us something, Melanie. Um, I kind of know. I feel like it's going to be, so my first book was Sparkly Green Earrings. Yeah. And Sparkly Green Earrings was all about motherhood. It was from from finding out the time that I got pregnant um, up until Caroline was eight is when that book ended. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like this is almost going to be a sequel to Sparkly Green Earrings. Cool. Um, where starting with probably the last part of her high school, living through the senior year. Yeah. Um, and just moving into the emptiness stage and what yeah. that looks like, because I don't feel like a lot of people write about that. And I yeah. feel like a lot of women talk about that. I think there's a real fear that we feel like our life is over once we don't have kids at home. You know, yeah, that all yeah. of a sudden our usefulness, I think that's a real thing and nobody talks about it. Yeah, um, good. You know, and I and I laughed because I was like the week – I turned 50 the week Caroline went off to school. And I was like, this does not feel fair. Like this feels um, – so I kind of feel like the parallel God has given me and it is almost the story of um, – the Israelites getting ready to cross into the promised land and the 12 mm. leaders went out to look and the 10 came back and Ooh. said, we can't do it. It's right. too scary. We're not going to make it. And that Joshua and Caleb saw it. They were like, no, God has carried us through all of this. He's going to carry us into this next stage too, but they just couldn't see it. Yeah. And how that fear, um, and see now I'm getting the whole thing, but the fear, <laughs> I just look at it and the fear became so pervasive mm. that by night, the whole camp was like, well, we just need to go back to Egypt where we were slaves, like right. to, to that extent. Right. And I thought, how much have we seen that fear just demolish our society over the last That's two good. years where there's yeah. people that are still so afraid to just yes. live life? And what are we doing? What have we done to the younger generation? What are we doing to ourselves? What are we squandering here in this one beautiful life that you get to live here on earth for, yeah. you know, God willing, you know, 80, 90 years? Right. And that's it. So I think that's the – yeah. So there there you have it. There's your yes. sneak peek. I don't know how it's all going to come together. No, no. That will um, be part yeah, of the fun, yeah. I, I hope, for yeah. you. And if it's like my writing, there will still be stories about how I'm trying to get my eyebrows to look the same, you know, <laughs> because I like to also explore other deep issues. So. <laughs> I love it. Uh-huh. Wow. That is um, – that's going to be awesome. That's going to be great. Yeah. So I'm just gearing up. So, so timely. Mm-hmm. Um Man, wow, that's that's just going to be good. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm fired up. So come, in, come into a bookstore near you probably in five years. Five but, years. You know, Can't wait. Right. 2027. Yeah. 2027 looks great. It is so. going to be a big year for you. Yeah, it really is. It really is. <laughs> All right. Well, um, part of me wants to – I feel like since you're about to be a, a recluse, we're not going to get to talk to you until about 2029 yeah. is what I'm feeling. Um, so I would just want to stretch this out longer. But I'm going to let you go because I know you need to get on the road. But I'm just going to open up to you. Is there anything else just you just want to share with somebody who's listening or, or watching or 
going through maybe just feeling that that fear right now um what can you just give them advice on if they're just going through that fear right now and they want to come out yeah. of it but they just don't know how I think that you just have to remember, I have a friend that has always said this, that like God is previous, you know, God has seen Mm. the whole timeline from the beginning to end. And we look at 2020 and what we've gone through and it caught us all by surprise, but it didn't catch God by surprise. Yeah, None of it did. And God has made us perfectly. Um, he has, uh, he has numbered all of our days. He knows what mm. he has for us. And he's so good. Like if you'll trust in that, cause I'm like, that's ultimately like in on the bright side, that's your ultimate bright side is yeah. despite everything that we're going through, we know who wins in the end. Right. You know, we know how this turns out. Right. And so there's so much hope in that. If you'll allow him to fill you with that hope that no matter what you're going through and it can look so bleak here, yeah. you know, in our humanness, but that God sees this whole big picture and he's going to carry you through. And it is that thing of how much of your life do you want to spend trapped in fear because it's just no right. way to live, you know? And I think we live in a whole society that's trying to keep that fear going. Um, mm-hmm. And we're called to to not be fearful. You know, we yeah. have a God that yes. is, is faithful and good yes. and true. And, yes. and if he brings us to that hard thing, he's going to carry us through that hard yes. thing. So it's not up to us. Yeah. So that's the bright side. Strong. I love it. Oh, my gosh. We should just drop the mic right there. Uh, Melanie Shankle, that was awesome. Thank you so much, really, for for, making time for us. And, uh, man, that's that's good. That's just good. Um, All right. We're going to we're going to close with this. And and don't forget, I mean, so I am still enjoying this book. Oh, my gosh. Can you autograph what? it? Yes, 100%. I, please do not tell Perry. If you don't have a pen, I happen to have yeah, a purple. No, I, God, I Perry, I'm sorry. I know, your purple pen, you're, it's fine. It's bad. It's fine, Steve. It's, it's bad. all, okay. it's all, all right. safe. Okay. You're in a safe space. All right, all right, good. <laughs> um, yeah, and just I, I happen to pick up a few other books, So, um, and it's all about the small things and Piper and Mabel. Uh, and their haikus. Yes. Or is it Mabel's haikus? Mabel is it's the just, writer. She's Mabel's the, one the writer. writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she is. Yeah, that's she's great. a little more artsy. A little more artsy. <laughs> so I want to remind you just really thinking about coming out of fear and everything. Sometimes we do the, the bright side. I mean, she said it. And it's really what the Apostle Paul was talking about when he talks about the verse that I'm about to quote. It's about thinking about that great hope that we have in Jesus Christ. It's not just a hope like out there. It's in here. It's the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave you to equip you to face down stuff that is not fun, that is scary, and to know that he's with you through it. And it's so cool to know that he sympathizes with us when we're going through it. He's Mm -hmm. not just like, what's wrong with you, loser? He's like, I get it. Mm -hmm. I understand. And I'm here to give you grace and mercy to help you in your time of need. So would you call out to him? And if you're ready, I want you to think about those great things. Look on the bright side. Think about what he has done for you. And I'm telling you, this life, we don't have much time Mm -hmm. to get to do as much as we can. We get to do it, though, and it's light and momentary as our afflictions, our troubles, our problems. They really are. And I'm, I'm sorry if you're feeling like it's the weight on your – the world on your shoulders. 
It's really light and momentary compared to the glory we are going to see with Jesus Christ. So I just want to encourage you to think on those things. Think about some of those bright side things of who Jesus is. And this is how Paul wrote it. This is why we're a very bold radio and podcast. This is why we're very bold ministries, why we're very bold athletes, very bold coaches, very bold scrapping, because we want to think about that great hope. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 3.12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Very Bold Radio and Podcast with your host, Steve Teal, bringing encouragement through God's Word and through inspiring interviews. Go to VeryBold.com for information and updates and email Steve at VeryBold.com. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.